You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, I hope you're happy, anti-Vlade Divac's crowd. Because of you and Vlade's resignation as general manager of the Kings, Sacramento's run of draft lottery luck has come to an end. Vlade's best trait as a GM was moving up in the draft. He did it in 2017 to get De'Aaron Fox, did it again in 2018, moving up to number two overall, and he may have traded away last year's pick in a horrible deal, but you best believe that would have been a top four pick too, just like this year's would have. But no. Y'all had to run Vlade out of town with your pitchforks and your torches, and now look at where the Kings are, stuck with the number 12 pick as they were mathematically expected to. I'm joking, of course, about the Vlade thing, but not the number 12 overall pick as we now know that's where the Kings will be selecting, but we just don't know who will be making that draft selection. Plus, according to Woj, there's a chance that the draft and free agency could be pushed back several weeks along with the start of next season. Let's talk about it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello, and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off-season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for approaching the last six years, and I just concluded my sixth season covering the Kings, both as a on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And yes, sadly, the Kings' run of good luck in the draft lottery has come to an end. The Kings end up with the number 12 overall pick, which shouldn't surprise anybody. They had an 84% chance of sticking in that spot. In fact, we should be thankful that the Kings didn't move down to the 13th or 14th pick, as those two picks combined were a higher chance of the Kings going there than moving all the way up into any of the top four spots. So the Kings stay put and now go into a uncertain NBA draft where not only do we not know when the draft is actually going to be held, as potentially that's going to be changed here, and we'll talk about that more a little bit later on in the podcast today, there is not really a consensus amongst draft experts, and I use air quotes there, with which players are absolute lottery picks and which are mid to late first round. We didn't get March Madness this year. We barely got college basketball. So I have to imagine that pre-draft workouts and even paying attention to what a lot of these players did in high school before they even reached college, those are both going to carry more significance when it comes to the draft this year. One of the things about this time of year, and I mean not specifically August, but I mean the, the draft season right after the draft lottery ends, and I say this not as an insult to anybody who really cares about the draft or tries to overanalyze the draft and enjoys kind of breaking things down because I do it too. We all do this. But it always makes me laugh how all of us immediately become draft experts as soon as the draft lottery ends. This guy's going to be a lock. This guy's a bust. This one's for sure top five, and this guy could drop all the way to 15. This guy's the next LeBron James, and this guy's got Greg Oden written all over him. We do it every single year, and it'll never not be funny to me. And this draft is extra interesting because, like I said, there isn't really a consensus number one guy. But, of course, naturally, as soon as the draft lottery ends, what do we do? We go and log on to our favorite publication, and we immediately start 
flipping through mock drafts and compare it to our boards and see how close we are and see how likely they are. And they're going to change 97 times from now until whenever the draft is. But that doesn't matter. We analyze and read each one and we absolutely love it. Hey, if it gets us through the offseason, I am all for it. But I will tell you, I really enjoyed not going through this process last summer. I enjoyed the fact that the Kings didn't have their draft pick. Now, of course, I'm not happy for the reason why they didn't have their pick, but not having to worry about the draft lottery, not having to worry about absolutely 100% getting the draft right and finding the next star to lead the Kings to a, a bright and glorious future, it was nice. It was a good summer off. Now, here we go. We're in a different kind of offseason, back into draft coverage, and I promise you, Right here on Locked on Kings, you will hear from the experts, you will get insight, you will get analysis, and we will get you ready for this draft when it happens, whenever it'll happen. I've been giving myself headaches analyzing this offseason and the upcoming regular season with the Sacramento Kings perspective in one eye and then the broad 1,000 feet up league perspective in the other eye. And I've come to the conclusion that maybe... This is actually the perfect time for the Kings to be going through this kind of weird front office reset transition again. Even if Vlade had stayed, and even if the Kings had tried both through the draft and free agency to improve this team and go into next season with the hopes that they will end their playoff drought, there was a very good chance that the Kings would be the worst team in the Western Conference, in the cellar of the West once again. That chance was only made more probable with the results of the draft lottery last night. The Minnesota Timberwolves getting the number one overall pick and the Golden State Warriors getting the number two overall pick. The two teams in the Western Conference that we knew without a doubt this season were worse than the Kings got the top two picks. Not to mention, both have established superstars. The Golden State Warriors might not even use this pick. They might just trade it to get assets. But Steph and Clay are coming back. They're going to get right back into the playoff picture, in my opinion. And then you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, who added D'Angelo Russell. They have a star in Carl Anthony Towns. The Kings are staring at last place in the West right in the face. So maybe this is the perfect time, even if it feels like we're wasting a year of De'Aaron Fox's career. It feels like the perfect time for the Kings to go through this transition, to get this new general manager in, for him to go through probably a season of Luke Walton as a lame duck head coach, then bring in the head coach he wants and start building from the ground up. And hey, maybe next draft lottery we'll be celebrating the Kings finishing with a top three pick. How about number one overall? I would love that. I saw a tweet from somebody in Minnesota celebrating the fact, I think it was a Minnesota journalist actually, celebrating the fact that finally, finally the Timberwolves had gotten luck in the draft lottery and gotten the number one overall pick. You mean the number one overall pick that you got and took Carl Anthony Towns with in 2015? It's been five years. You want to know the last time the Kings got the number one overall pick? Purvis Ellison, 1989. I wasn't even born yet. But yeah, we're all happy for you, Minnesota. Congratulations. Glad you struggled through and suffered through five long years to get a number one overall pick again. And now here the Kings are. Another transition of power, a one-way ticket to Suckville, and the number 12 overall pick is a consolation prize. Now, it sounds like I'm being doom and gloom because I kind of am, but yesterday wasn't all bad. 
at least the Kings aren't the New York Knicks. You know, that circus of a franchise that happens to play in New York City, Madison Square Garden, run by the worst owner in professional sports? Yeah, them. They've been hoping for luck, period, for years. And they finished this last season with a sixth and they finished this last season with the sixth worst record in the NBA, giving them over a 37% chance to move up into the top four and a 45% chance to have, at worst, the number six overall pick. But the Knicks gonna nick as they dropped two spots to the eighth overall pick, which they had a 20.6% chance of getting. God, I feel bad for some of those fans. They just keep getting punched in the mouth. And to rub salt in the wound, I don't know if you saw, but De'Aaron Fox yesterday got loose on Twitter, initially poking fun at the Knicks like the rest of us. I guess Knicks fans didn't respond too fondly to that. They went back at Fox, leading to a string of tweets where Fox continued to further humiliate the Knicks organization, including a video of him executing a perfect windmill dunk in Madison Square Garden. The Kings might be bad, and things might be difficult for Kings fans. But the silver lining here in Sacktown is at least we don't have the Knicks. You know what we do have here, though, in Sacktown is DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off of your first order at DoorDash. Long before the NBA draft lottery got started yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN tweeted out that there is uh, the possibility of free agency being pushed back several weeks along with the start of the 2021 NBA regular season. Then Woj reported that several teams, and I imagine the Kings are one of them, are interested in also pushing back the NBA draft. Initially, it was supposed to be October 15th or 16th, mid-October around there, and then free agency was supposed to open a couple days later. Now it sounds like this is going to be the case. And while the fan in me and the guy that's just starved for sports all the time wants the NBA Finals to wrap up, the draft to start, then free agency start, and then next season begin as soon as possible this is probably the right move. And it's a move that in the long run benefits the Kings. It would give Sacramento more time to execute this general manager search and allow them to have a general manager more firmly in place before any significant draft or free agency decisions have to be made. Now, I'm only speculating here, and I'm also going off of 
Commissioner Adam Silver's comments that he made in an interview with Rachel Nichols before the uh, draft lottery started on ESPN last night. Uh, But Commissioner Silver said that the initial start date of next season, which was around December 1st, Commissioner Silver said that he feels that is a little bit too early and most likely it's going to be pushed back. He also shared with us that the number one priority for the NBA, for obvious reasons, Uh, right now is to find a way to get fans back in home arenas for next season. And I think we all would prefer that, right? I think you and I would both rather be able to go to the Golden 1 Center to watch the Kings play rather than sit at home on our couch and watch the Kings play in another bubble thousands of miles away. Plus, of course, financially, that's significantly better for the NBA than having to pay multi-million dollars to rent out a campus to house all these teams so you can get games in like what they're doing right now at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. So again, just pure speculation here, but I would not be surprised at all if the NBA tries to push the draft and free agency back to around December time when they were initially thinking about starting the regular season. And I wouldn't be shocked if the regular season doesn't begin until February or March of next year. Hopefully by that time, a vaccine will be out so the general public can, if they choose to, be vaccinated and we can get COVID-19 completely out of our country and out of our systems. And hey, how about out of our world, if that's even possible? And then we can all go back to enjoying NBA basketball as we all normally do. I think that's in the NBA's best interest. And Mark Spears has said on interviews in Sacramento Radio that there really isn't a rush for the NBA. Time is on the NBA's side here. They can get away with delaying for a couple of months. The biggest issue that they'll have is dealing with the frustrated impatience of people like me who don't want to wait that long even if we recognize the value of it. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if we don't have a draft and free agency until November, December time and then we don't have a tip-off of the regular season until February, March. Although I do know that the NBA loves the idea of opening up their season on Christmas Day but I'm skeptical that we'll be able to go back to watching live sporting events with 17,000, 18,000 people in one arena by that time. I want to hear from you, though, on this. Are you patient enough to wait for February or March for next season to begin if it means a higher possibility of you actually being able to attend a Kings game in person? Or would you rather just keep the ball rolling, keep the momentum, and quickly flow into next season as soon as these NBA Finals wrap up. Let me know at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter or email me mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. I know I'm not the only one last night who, immediately following the draft lottery, took to the internet to read a bunch of mock drafts that all these publications had waiting in the wings and ready to fire out as soon as everything wrapped up and the draft order was known. And I'm not surprised at all to see how different each and every single one of these mock drafts were to the others. I selected five for you. One from Bleacher Report, one from SB Nation, one from CBS, one from Sports Illustrated, and one from The Athletic. Now, I don't believe that Anthony Edwards is a consensus number one overall pick, but 
I wasn't surprised to see that all five of these mock drafts did have Edwards going number one overall to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I imagine that will change a number of times here over the course of the next couple months until whenever the draft is held. But of course, we're obviously more interested in who these publications had the Kings taking at number 12 overall, assuming they keep the pick. And I did see some speculation at the Kings potentially trading the draft pick or using the pick in an asset to move up in the draft. Uh, ben Simmons, or rather Bill Simmons, on his podcast today uh, discussed with Ryan Rosillo the opportunity for the Kings to potentially trade Buddy Heald to the Atlanta Hawks and get the number six overall pick along with number 12. So there's interest out there for stuff like that. The Kings are going to have options. Everybody has options in the draft every single year. So who knows what's going to happen? But at least let's just say that straight up, no changes are being made, no trades on draft night. This is the draft order. Everybody's getting a pick and the Kings are picking number 12 overall. Let's run through who these publications think the Kings are going to take. And the point is of this, not to look at these guys and really deeply analyze them and say, man, I like this guy for the Kings and I don't really like this guy for the Kings because honestly, I'll be truthful with you, I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't dug that deep yet. I didn't have March Madness, which is normally the only college basketball I really pay attention to. I just don't watch college college basketball until March begins. And I don't really start paying attention to draft breakdowns and how well a prospect might fit with the Kings versus not fit until pre-draft workouts begin. That's usually when I really start to dive in and really start to care. The purpose of me reading all these picks to you is to illustrate how you're going to get a bunch of different opinions and nobody really knows what the value is for most of these prospects in this lottery period. Normally, you'll have a pretty good idea of who the top three, four, or five picks are going to be. And I think it's safe to say that we know three of the top five picks for this draft right now. But after that, who the hell knows? Let's look into some of these mock drafts here, and we'll start with Bleacher Reports. Like I said, they and the rest of these mock drafts have Anthony Edwards going number one overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they have the Kings selecting a name that I've seen floated around Kings Twitter a lot over the past couple of days that seems to be a pretty popular name that fans would like the Kings to go out and get. That's Florida State forward Patrick Williams. SB Nation has the Kings taking Auburn forward Isaac Okoro. CBS has the Kings taking North Carolina point guard Cole Anthony. Sports Illustrated has the Kings taking Vanderbilt guard forward hybrid Aaron Naismith. And The Athletic, and this mock draft was done by Sam Vecini, who you've heard here on the Locked on Kings podcast before. Sam has the Kings taking Patrick Williams. So there you go. Five different publications, four different ideas of who the Kings will select at number 12 overall. That's about the most accurate portrayal of how up in the air this entire NBA draft is going to be as you can get. Each one of those names that I just read, at some point we will do a deep dive and analyze them and I will share why I like them versus why I might not like them for the Sacramento Kings and who ultimately I would like the Kings to go out and select. I'll be completely honest with you, I have no idea right now. I don't know enough to say any name in particular. I know a little bit about these guys to where I could see them fitting and see them also struggling to fit. But I've also made my goals for this draft for the Sacramento Kings very, very clear. Go out and bring in a guy who is going to play 
and is going to help and looks like he belongs. Don't try and get cute and draft for a positional need. Get the best player available. If that means getting another point guard, even though you have De'Aaron Fox, get another point guard. If that means get another big man, even though you have thousands of them on this roster already, get another big man. And hopefully, you can check both boxes and bring in a wing, which is a very big position of need for the Kings, who is also the best player available at that spot. I'm already working on getting NBA draft experts and gurus and guys whose careers are dedicated to analyzing this talent and breaking down the NBA draft. I've already reached out. I'm in conversation with some of them to get them on as guests here of the Locked on Kings podcast over the next couple of months. So you will have fantastic NBA draft coverage provided for you here. I promise you that. But if you are one of those people who is already overanalyzing and knows who they want the Sacramento Kings to select, Share it with me. I'm not going to turn it down. I'm not going to turn it away. I'm not going to turn my nose up at you. Convince me. Tell me why the Kings need to go out and get this player. At MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can tweet me publicly or DM me privately there or email me at any time, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. That'll do it for today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Again, send me your mock drafts if you have them. Send me who you want the Kings to get. Send me questions you might have about this draft or about uh, next season and what Woj reported as potential changes in dates for everything, free agency, the draft, the start of next year. Let me know if you have any questions, any comments, anything like that. Again, send them to me at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter and George at SacLocalMedia.com. If you could take the time to leave a review of this podcast, that would be fantastic. Uh, best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, click five stars, but only if you think the show is truly worthy of that. You can also leave a blurb if you would like, uh, a couple sentences about why you like the show, maybe things that you would like to see come to the show, constructive criticism that you might have. It is all fair game. We read those and we pay attention to those, and it helps us out a ton. So please do that, and if you've done that already, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to review this podcast. And of course, thank you as always, for listening to this podcast. I hope that you stay safe. I hope that you stay healthy. I hope that you have a fun and great weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, even if, of course, the Kings aren't in them. And we will be back next week for more excellent off-season coverage for you. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.